you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. So delighted to have you join us today, those of you joining us by television or by airjesus.com. We're certainly delighted. I want you to stay tuned to today's message. I want to share something with you that will help you to live longer and healthier and a better life. This will literally lower your cholesterol and cause some positive changes in your body, mind, and Spirit. So stay tuned to today's message. Open your Bibles, if you will, over to the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. And let's read together in unison verses 40 through 45. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 40 through 45. When you get there, say Amen. Let's all read together. Ready? Read. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will, be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged him, and forthwith sent him away, and saith unto him, See thou, say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Verse 45, but he went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter, insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in desert places. And they came to him from every quarter. I want to focus in on verse 41. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him. And so I just want to use as a subject today the power of a touch. The power of a touch. And the, the way this came about, um, earlier this week I was listening in my car to a CD series that Pastor Nathaniel had brought to the church several months ago uh, that's t- entitled Younger Next Year. And it's about a, a plan to... Um, reduce years off of your life so you actually become younger and then you maintain that for the rest of your life uh, at that particular level. And so I was listening to the very last CD, six CDs in all, and so I was on CD number six. And CD number six was a little different than the other CDs. Uh, The other CDs primarily dealt with your diet and exercise as a means for you living a long life and achieving optimal health. But CD6 was a little different because it shared some things that were critical for for having good health and living a long life and they weren't related to diet and exercise. So it really amazed me, It, it, it just really interested me and it just grabbed my attention 
And so I sort of, I really, I knew the Lord wanted me to share from that. And so I just want to share some things with you that I learned uh, that are be a tremendous blessing in your life as well. But on the, in this particular CD number six, um, they were sharing a lot of case studies and a lot of research. And I just want to share some of them with you that will really enlighten you about certain things that promote health and well-being in your life and body. This um, particular study, um, one of the first ones that I heard on the CD, this was a study that was done on a group of rabbits. And in this laboratory, they had these caged rabbits and they were stacked on the floor from the ground to the ceiling. And so they were doing a study of the accumulation of plaque in the arteries. And so they were studying the accumulation of plaque in the arteries. And so they were injecting or feeding these rabbits high levels of cholesterol and other fattening things so that they could study the, the, the accumulation of plaque in the arteries of these rabbits. And so as, as time went on, they began to make an amazing discovery. The rabbits that were at the bottom of the stack, in the cages at the bottom, they had 60% less plaque in their veins and arteries than the rabbits who were stacked up towards the top of the room. And so it amazed them, and this is what they found out. They found out that the young lady who was working in the lab, they found out that she loved animals. And they also found out that she was a short lady. And she loved animals, and so she began petting them and touching them. But here's the problem. She could only reach so high because she was a short lady. And so she was petting and touching all the rabbits in the lower cages. And they were being fed and injected with the same cholesterol and other fattening, plaque-building materials that the, all the rabbits were given the same stuff. But the rabbits that she was touching and petting and patting, those rabbits miraculously had 60% less plaque buildup in their arteries than the rabbits who were not touched. And so just to be sure that they were getting uh, factual data, they switched the rabbits. So they took the rabbits from the top and they put them at the bottom and vice versa. And sure enough, the rabbits they brought to the bottom, they too began to prosper and their plaque begin to decrease and their cholesterol levels begin to go down and they begin to fare just as well as the other rabbits. And so they realize that touching and patting literally reduce the plaque levels in your veins and arteries. Isn't that good? I went home after hearing that and I told my wife to pat me on the head. <laughs> <laughs> and I really became enthusiastic about hugging. I, I started grabbing my children. I wanted to do a lot of touching, a lot of feeling, because I realized I was lowering my cholesterol and plaque buildup in my body by simply showing this affection of love through the means of touch. So we're talking about the power of a touch. And so... Um, 
You know, if, if you want to reduce cholesterol and plaque in your body, get somebody to pat you. <laughs> A lot of these studies and research, um, they were taken from the book called The Diet Doctor uh, by Dean Arnish. And uh, he really talks about how love uh, saved lives. And he, so he, he presents uh, a section called Love and Survival and how love saves lives. But here's another study they had. Um, this was actually a study done back in the early part of last century. And they were working with uh, the germ theory. And so they decided to take babies in orphanages and to put them in a sterile environment, in a sterile cubicle, and they would not be allowed to be touched or handled by any human. Come to find out they had made a grave mistake because most of the babies died. In fact, in 1915, when they studied 10 of the orphanages, all the babies under two years old died as a result of having no human touch or contact. And so they began to realize the power of, of touch, the power of touch and how it heals and promotes long life. Here's something that was even, uh, that was very interesting. Um, even if it's not from a human, but even from a pet. There was a study done that they made mention of. A study was done of recent heart attack victims who did and did not have a dog. And this is what they found. People, the people who had no dog were six times as likely to die of a second heart attack compared to those who had dogs. So if you don't have a dog, that would behoove you to get one. <laughs> so even if some is showing you that even the love and affection through the touch, even of an animal, it does something to promote uh, life and well-being. There is, is also a, a, a study done about uh, unmarried men, that unmarried men are two to three times more likely to have a heart attack than married men. So I have a solution. If you're unmarried, get a dog. Get a dog until you find the right person to bring into your life. I can see some women saying, what about if you already married a dog? <laughs> does that count? It does if you pet and rub him. <laughs> Here's another study that was found um, in California. There was a study done with a group of metastatic breast cancer patient, patients. And they had two groups of, of these breast cancer patients, and they isolated one group from the other group. And one group met once a week for 90 minutes, and they had interaction with each other and support and so forth, talked about their breast cancer and the issues in life. And, and so the other group, they did not meet. They just stayed to themselves, stayed on their own. Come to find out the group of breast cancer patients who met together once a week for 90 minutes, they lived twice as long as the group who had no interaction with each other. 
And so we begin to find uh, that results are um, astounding when there is a loving touch, when there's care, when there is love. No wonder Jesus said this. And you know, the more and more I, I learn scientific medical facts like this, the more and more I understand the word. Jesus said, love one another as I've loved you. No wonder he was so adamant about us walking in love. Love heals. Love saves lives. Love will eliminate and rid so many ailments and diseases and sicknesses if we just walked in love like Jesus said to walk in love. Uh, one statistic I remember um, sharing a while ago, but it said that people who attend church live eight years longer than people who don't. And now I understand that it's because of all the loving interaction. Think about, you know, before each service, I asked you to do what? Give your neighbor a hug. See, you all didn't know I was saving your life, didn't you? I was adding years to your life. <laughs> I was lowering your blood pressure and bringing your cholesterol down simply by having you to give your neighbor a hug. And so we're talking simply about the power of a touch. And we're finding that loving human contact is critical for good health. It is critical for good health. Open your Bibles back up to our text there in Mark. Mark chapter 1 verse, um, verse 41. Notice this leper who, who came to Jesus. Mark chapter 1 verse 41. Notice what it said. It said, And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him. And now I got a little bit more understanding and meaning why Jesus touched him. Because we just, we, I just gave to you several case studies about research about the power of a touch. Now Jesus could have healed him from a distance. He could have healed him from a distance. He simply could have, like the centurion asked Jesus, just speak your word, my servant will be healed. He said, I'm not worthy for you to come under my house, just send your word. Jesus could have simply spoken the word and the man would have been healed, no problem at all. Notice Jesus touched him. And there's a reason why he touched him. Because this man was a leper. And lepers were, the number one thing about a leper was, you couldn't touch him. Turn your neighbor and say, can't touch this. <laughs> well, the number one thing about a leper, especially back in these days, you couldn't touch him. They were declared unclean. And literally, when a leper would walk down the street, he would have to pronounce unclean, unclean, just so people could get out of his way and cross the street and get away from him. The leper's number one responsibility was to make sure no one came into contact with him. Think about that. He's missing now the most vital key, one of the most vital keys to health and long life is the power of a touch. And so lepers were ostracized. They were separated from society. Not allowed any contact, no love, no affection at all. And so they were lonely. They were forgotten. And dealing with loneliness itself, loneliness is, is a dreaded thing because people die from loneliness. People die from loneliness. And it's so important. In fact, what the CD was really teaching was... If you're in a situation where you're by yourself, do whatever it is necessary to engage yourself in life. 
Engage yourself with people, with friends, with family. Get involved with activities, with hobbies, with your interests. Join groups, go to church, do whatever you need to do to be with people because there's power in a touch. And people die from loneliness and from being isolated and for being forgotten. And so this leper, this leper was touched. Notice Jesus put forth his hand and he touched. He touched. The leper just needed to know that somebody cared. To need it, he needed. Think about this. This leper hadn't felt the human touch, we don't know how long, for years maybe, without a hug, without a touch, without any human contact, hadn't felt another human hand for years. And so Jesus not only heals him, which is what he asked for, but Jesus touches him, what he didn't ask for. Jesus looked even beyond what he asked for, and Jesus saw even a deeper need than just the physical healing. Jesus realized he needed to be touched. He needed to be cared about. He needed to feel loved. He needed to feel human contact and affection. And he got a double dose. He was not only touched by a human, but he was touched by Almighty God. He got a double dose. I like that. Notice what, what the notice what the leper said. Notice what the leper said. He said um, in in verse 40, the leper said, he said, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. Notice he didn't say, if you will, you can heal me. He didn't say heal. He said, you can make me clean. Well, see, it was his uncleanness that had separated him. He was separated not because he was sick. He was separated from society because he was unclean. He was legally classified by the law as being Unclean. He was ceremonially classified as unclean. He was unclean in the eyes of man. And so this uncleanness is what caused his separation and isolation and loneliness. So when he said, Lord, he didn't say, God, you can heal me. He said, God, you can make me clean. In other words, he was saying, God, you can make me belong again. You can make me fit in again. God, you can, you, can, you can make me have a part. You can make me have relationship. You can make me have contact. Lord, you can make it where I can go to church again and I can be with my friends and family. Lord, you'll make it where I can sing in the choir. Lord, you'll make it where I'm not an outcast anymore. You can make me where I, where I, I have relationship and contact with other people. I can be back associated with the people of God. See, in, in Israel, you were cast out of the camp. You were an outcast if you were a leper. And so he didn't say, Jesus, heal me. He said, Jesus, make me clean. I want to be a part again. I want to be loved again. I want to feel the human touch again. Clean me. So he said, make me clean. Let me give you a few things I noticed about this leper um, in his request, in his approach to God. And so when we approach God for healing or any other thing we need, these are some keys that I, that I noticed. Uh, number one, the book of Matthew records. In fact, this particular account is recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. What Matthew says about it when he first came, Matthew says, 
He came and worshipped. He worshipped. That was number one. He worshipped. He worshipped. He worshipped God. And so it lets us know that when we have a pressing need or we're trying to be healed, number one, worship. Worship God. Worship God. You can be healed right in the midst of worship. Just worship of who He is. The presence of God will come sit on you while you're in worship. Number one, He worshiped. Number two, um, all the accounts said that He fell on His knees. That's a sign of humility. He humbled Himself. He worshiped God, number one. Number two, He humbled Himself. He humbled Himself. Number three, He, he said something um, interesting. He said, If you will. Thou can make me clean. He came with faith. You know, sometimes we, we believe that God does things for other people. But sometimes we have a hard time believing that God will do anything for us. So he didn't say, notice he didn't say, God, I believe that, that you can heal and you can make a person clean. He said, you can make me clean. Not what you can do for others. So he came with a sense of faith. That God, I believe you will do it for me. I believe, you know, and so often we, we really, we hear about what God does for other people. And we never think that God will do anything for us. And so we always keep it kind of far off. But he brought it personal. He said, I believe God, you will do it for me. So he came with faith. Number four, he came with a submission to God's will. He said, if thou wilt, if you're willing, if it's the will of God. Now, he didn't know whether or not healing was God's will. Healing, thank God, Jesus answered the question. Jesus said, I will. I will. That I will lets us know that we can come too. We can come. And it's the will of God for us to be made whole. And so he didn't know, but he didn't know. But even though he didn't know, he was willing to submit to God's will. And so, what, in other words, what he was saying, if it's not your will for me to be healed of this, God, I'm willing to bear it uh, so that you can do a greater purpose, whatever your purpose may be. If this is your, it's the same way Jesus said, God, let this bitter cup pass uh, from me, but nevertheless, let thy will be done. And so he submitted himself, even though. Now, you don't really understand the, the effects of leprosy, but leprosy was the most dreaded disease in existence. I mean, literally, leprosy was so bad. Not only are you disfigured from the grotesque sores of your, that break out on the body, literally, um, your fingers would fall off. Your toes would fall off because you lose all your nerve sensation. And so people would have, they would walk around with no fingers, no toes, completely disfigured. They looked so bad that they didn't even, they didn't even look like they were human. I read one report that said they found out why a lot of lepers were missing fingers and toes. They said because in the middle of the night, they couldn't understand why people were waking up missing fingers and toes for no reason. They said in the middle of the night, the rats were crawling out, eating their fingers and toes because they had lost their nerve ending, so they couldn't feel it. And so because they didn't feel it, they never woke up. And they would wake up missing a finger, missing a toe. Or they would bump into something and their arm would fall off. And so it was a dreaded disease. But even in the midst of all of that, he said, God, if it's your will, you will heal me. But if not, bless God, I'll, this is my lot in life. And if I need to serve you like this, and if you need to work a greater purpose in my life through this, God, I'm willing to suffer it for your will. He said, nevertheless, 
your will. I am out of time. I thank you for joining us. I would like, like for you to go to airjesus.com and you can listen to this message, The Power of a Touch, message number 7304. You can also email it free of charge to a friend. But thank you so much for joining us here, Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. Praise God. Aren't you glad to know that we can come and that Jesus still cleanses? He still cleanses. Leprosy is, is, is sin, is leprosy of the soul. He still cleanses leprosy today and we can still come. We can still come and we can throw ourselves over on the mercy of God. And I believe that God would have us to extend his compassion to those who we run across who are lepers, not physically, but those who are forgotten, those who are outcast, those who are lonely. God would have us to become the same way that he was to this lepers, to touch, because there's power in a touch. There is power in a touch. I vividly recall um, Peter, and Peter probably don't even realize this himself. He probably doesn't even remember it, but we were outside one day, and I observed this, but we were talking to a gentleman who was homeless. And in our discourse, I saw Peter re reach over and put his arms around him. And Peter hugged him. And we all laughed and enjoyed the conversation. And I recognized, I said, here Peter is. He didn't mind getting dirty. He didn't mind um, the germs that might have been on this homeless person. Peter realized the power of a touch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I, I noticed it. We never said anything, but I, I acknowledged. I said, wow, that was really powerful, what Peter did. And it made the biggest difference in the world. And the gentleman just laughed because he felt included. He felt loved. He felt like someone Cared. Somebody didn't think that they were too good to put their arms around them. And this is our commission. This is our commission. This is our commission. This leper, notice when he left, he went out with a great commission. He spread it everywhere he went. And Jesus told him not to, but yet he did. Here's the interesting thing. Jesus tells us to do it, and yet we don't. Jesus told the man, he said, I want you to go wherever you go. Don't tell it. Don't say a word. This man shouted it from the housetop. Jesus tells us to shout it, to tell how God has cleansed us. And we keep our mouths shut. I think there's a lot Jesus wanted to show us through this leper. The power of a touch. Praise God.